Welcome back, everyone. I'm Catherine Lucadu, and I am here with my beautiful co-host. Christy May, good morning. Good morning. And we have a great topic today. We are going to be talking about recession-proof your business with your habits and your mindset. And I know that this is a topic that is basically just, first of all, it's evergreen because I think habits and mindset will never go away as long as humans are on this planet. So we know how important it is. And I think it's one of the things that is driving. It's, it is what drives a business. And I think it's what drives the business either forward, either keeps you where you are, or may even pull you back. Because if you do not have the habits and the mindset, you are not moving anywhere. You are not going anywhere because you will be living in chaos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think John Maxwell had the best quote about that and says that the person who insists on using yesterday's methods in today's world won't be in business tomorrow. Oh, I, I think love that's that. a See really that again. That's oh, really good. Yeah, it's a great quote. The person who insists on using yesterday's methods in today's world won't be in business tomorrow. John Maxwell quoted that or said that. Yeah. And and how accurate is that? Mm-hmm. And we see a lot of that. I mean, let's speak to what we know best, which is real estate. And I think that we know that if you are still stuck in your methods of communication and lead gen, um, and, and just the way that you're going about your business and the way that you think people want to be messaged or talked to, if you have not evolved that message since our pause in life for two years, um, you're going to be left behind. And if you're not up with technology, you're going to be left behind and video and reels and all of the social platforms. So where should we dive in today? Where can we help people the most, do you think, with this topic? I've got a whole bunch of different, um, I've got four things that will help a habit to stick. But I think let's back up and maybe start from the beginning, which is, what is a habit? Well, a habit is something you do over and over and over again. So you can create great habits, as we know, or you can create poor habits. And whatever you're doing on a daily basis is stacking over time in a positive direction or a negative direction. And so that's why it really is so important to be so present and pay attention to what are you doing every single day, because it's going to stack over time. And then you find yourself in situations where either you have poor health or poor mindset, negative thinking, all those things didn't just happen overnight. They were, you were stacking them daily. So if you can flip the script and understand, become very self-aware that if you start incorporating positive daily routines and habits, that's going to stack over time. So now you're creating better health. You're creating positive outcomes. And so it's really important to pay attention to that. It's so true. And um, when I was, you know, doing a little research on this subject and and reading up what some other people had, had talked about, James Cleary has a book called Atomic Habits. Mm -hmm. And I also watched a video he did, and there's something that really stuck out to me. And he said, habits have only two things that are interchangeable. One is your beliefs and one is your behavior. And either your beliefs are driving your behavior or your behavior is driving your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then he breaks that down. And it's really interesting. So some of the examples he was giving was goals. 
So if you have a goal to run a marathon, that's not actually your goal. Your goal is to put your shoes on, walk outside and start doing one lap. And then day two, put your shoes on, walk outside, do two laps, right? Are you showing up for the first thing that you actually need to get done? So if we bring that back to real estate, you know, we have these new agents and agents generally who, well, I want to be in the luxury market or I'm a new agent and I want to get, you know, 10 deals done this year. Well, that's great. But let's put our shoes on first. And what's what do we actually have to do now to create the habit every day? So when he was talking about the beliefs, it's really important for, he said, to understand your identity and who you think you are. He said, if you um, if you go to church every Sunday for 20 years, you will believe you are a religious person. If you take Spanish lessons every week for an hour, you will believe you are studious, right? So your behavior is now driving your belief. But what happens if you have self-doubt and you say, well, I'm not very good. And, and, I've, and I've heard people say this all the time. Well, I'm not very creative or I'm not a very good cook. Well, that's your belief. We know very well that you could be creative if you really needed to be. And you could be a good cook if you really needed to be. So it's what is driving what? And he said, if you can get to the point where your behavior drives your belief, that is when you will create a habit. And I love that because Mm -hmm. it's a different way of understanding what a habit truly is and how we actually create one. Mm -hmm. And intercepting those moments where you start finding yourself in that negative repetitive zone. I mean, that's, that's why I believe self-awareness is so vitally important because the more self-aware you can become, like that's your superpower. Think about that. You can catch yourself in moments when you're spiraling down that, you know, that road where you're saying, listen, this isn't a good decision to make because I know the final outcome. And if I keep allowing myself to make these decisions, I'm never going to reach the goal that I want to reach because I'm, I'm, my behavior is dictating these poor decisions. Yes. Can I read you this one line that like hit me? And I, I, I thought about it for a few times. I was like, wow, that is good. <laughs> Habits cast a vote for who you want to be and who you are meant to be. Mm, I love that. How powerful is that one line? It casts the vote for who you want to be and who you were meant to be. And if people thought about habits like that, like if I were to start this habit of healthy eating, what would that look like six months from now? Is that the person that I really want to be? It is, mm-hmm. right? What would that habit of starting to exercise every day, walking a bit, because eventually I want to climb a mountain. Eventually I want to do a marathon. That's who you are creating your identity to be in the future. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's sort of taking this word habit and just changing it up around and now really understanding what it means. Cause I think so often in life, we throw around words, you know, like the word habit. I don't think anyone really likes the word habit because it sounds boring and it sounds repetitive, mm-hmm. but if we actually understood that it's creating who you are and who you want to be and are meant to be, it gives it a different feeling. For sure. And think about just like now, like you said, throwing out words around, there's so many like create your own reality, you know, manifest your life. I mean, in these, 
while they're so, they are genuinely throwing out way too much lately. It's true though, because all of this revolves around what you just said. You do have that. But I also think the biggest issue with many people who aren't used to waking up and going to the gym, who aren't used to waking up and doing cold showers, it's, it becomes overwhelming to them because they think they have to go and do and go all out. Like I'm going to go to the gym for an hour today. And unless they do that full all out hour, they're thinking, well, I'm not, I'm not a person who works out. And that couldn't be any like, like that's not true. I'm trying to say, because if you just start doing something in something so small as this, you wake up, you go to the gym and say, you don't go to a gym, but you do something in your home and you work out, move your body for five, 10 minutes. And you do that every day. You are a person who works out. It's regardless of duration. You showed up, you did what you're going to say you're going to do. And that over time will stack to where you now are doing a half an hour or 45 minutes. And I don't like to get caught up in time frame because I think that's regardless of a good workout. Some of my best training sessions have been 20 minutes and super hardcore. So, but I, the key is to show up every day and just do that over and over and over again. And you now adapt that identity of that person. And, and now you have created a belief in yourself. Like I can do this. And that's one of the other points that in my research and, and even in, in through life and experience, if we are not rewarding ourselves intrinsically for these things that we are creating and have created in our lives, these habits, behaviors, then they will not mean anything. And we won't feel like we've progressed if we don't actually take stock of what it is that we've achieved to this point. Mm-hmm. And I think that was one of the, um, the key points to a habit is to make sure that you are giving yourself the gratification of a reward. And funny enough, we were talking about this in our EXP mastermind yesterday. And what I was saying was, you know, how often have you rewarded yourself for even the smallest things? And, and everyone said, well, no, we, we reward ourselves with big things. And I said, well, there's the problem is that we wait for a year to pass. Oh, well, when I receive, when I receive this award, then I will, you know, do this rather than I stuck to my schedule this week. I'm going to go and get myself a fancy coffee, right? <laughs> or, you know, but it's, it's the little things, yeah, right? It's, you know, I, I, I put, and, and one of the other things he was talking about was psychologically. And actually, this is what I used to teach when I was a teacher um, was, your mind needs to understand when you have fulfilled something. So if you have a to-do list, you actually have to physically cross out what you've done. Or if you're using the app on your phone, you know, tap the little bubble and it disappears from your list. You have now explained to your brain that you have accomplished something. And as you see that list go down, you've realized I'm achieving what I was meant to do today. And that in itself, if you were to do that every day, creates that habit. And it creates trust within yourself. You showed up for yourself. You followed through on your commitments. I mean, it builds so much more. You are acquiring a skill set that is so valuable that nobody could ever take away from you. So regardless of where the economy is at, where your job is at, where your relationship is at, you know that you can show up for yourself. That is the best skill set you could develop. Absolutely. So shall we talk about four things to make a habit stick? The first thing that I found, and they actually call this the laws of behavior. 
So the first thing that you need to do when you want to make a habit stick is to make it obvious and visible. So it's exactly what we were talking about, you know, the gym. So every morning I want to swim and I'll do it early, whether it's cold or not. But the easiest way for me to make that stick is I have my bathing suit and a towel right there on my bathtub. As soon as I walk into the bathroom, there it is. Right. And so psychologically, again, it's visible. It's in front of me. I was mentioning yesterday in the mastermind, if you want to start eating healthy, put a sticky note on your fridge. Don't touch the food in here until five o'clock, six o'clock. Like give yourself these little visual reminders of what you wanted to be held accountable for. See, I won't even buy anything <laughs> that I'll even be well, tempted by. So, like, but that's everything even better, my- isn't it? <laughs> right. And and that's what I was saying. You know, if you have kids and you have kids who want to eat cookies and things all the time, well, what's the easiest way to make that stop happening is you stop buying the cookies, right? You know, and you're not trying to deprive anyone, but if there is a goal, it's got to be visible and it's got to be easy because it won't happen otherwise. Well, it's, it's setting intention, which is the same thing, right? You're setting intention. Preparation is the key to success. And so Yeah, that goes hand in hand with all of it. So what if we move all of these things? Because we know we know health, we know exercise, you know, running shoes and so on and food. But what if we move this now and we transition into business? So how would you say that it is if we want someone to help create a habit in their business because they want to become more productive and we're going to go with that number one, which is visibility. Mm -hmm. What would you say is one of the things that they could do in order to increase their productivity daily? What is one of the visibility items they could do to do that? What I've done is time blocking. And so I create a chart on my laptop. And so Mm -hmm. when I log on, it's there immediately. And this has helped me visually see, you know, like where I need to show up, what I've scheduled out for the week. And so, and I do that a lot of times on Sundays or the weekends, I'll set it up for the following week. That helps a lot because now I've been able to narrow down where I need to delegate my time, my attention, and it doesn't become wasteful. It becomes very intentional. I'll set reminders in my phone. They'll go off immediately, you know, 10 minutes before an event. And that event could be, you're going to write for 30 minutes straight right now. So whatever that looks like for you, what works for you, that works for me. It's visible. It's a reminder. I would set reminders in my phone when I was going through a time where I just didn't feel motivated because we all have that. That's normal. And I would have reminders that I preset in my phone saying something really positive and powerful to remind myself. So those reminders in the phone on the laptop where your eyes are at at least you know many hours of the day are, are great tools to use. They are. And I love that you said that because actually, funny enough, you have completed the list of (laughs) part one. So it's actually not only visibility, it is visual, but it's also auditory. Do you hear Mm -hmm. a ding that Mm -hmm. is going to remind you to move on to the next task? Because um, how many people get carried away with, you know, the email or the deep, dark hole of social media and you never come out of that TikTok real thing? or, or anything else. So having that little ping saying, okay, now I need to move on to the next vibrate, you know, have your phone on vibrate. So when it vibrates, you know, for example, I need to take a sip of water. How many people say they don't drink enough water during the day? Well, what if you had every hour, a little ping that goes off that says, drink a a glass of water. 
I know that my iPhone in the health app, you can set up, it's time to stand up because I could be sitting at my desk for two, three, four hours, but it says, no, it's time to stand up. Mm -hmm. Or another one I have is the breathe app. And so every, Mm -hmm. every hour and a half, it says now take a deep breath. (laughs) So, but you believe it or not, I think that sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, take a deep breath and relax because your brain needs oxygen. And I think that we can get caught up, especially in business. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it's a busy day or you have a lot of things being thrown at you, I think we need that little reminder that kind of brings us back and Mm -hmm. says, okay, yeah, I I haven't got up from my desk in a few hours. I didn't drink a glass of water in the last hour because these may sound like small things, but I think that adds to the productivity of your day. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it helps tighten the whole day. So now like even people like Ed Milet talk about squeezing three days in one day, you know, it's, it's all, it all comes down to time management and where you choose to spend your time and energy. Like, where are you choosing to, to focus your energy in time? So we actually, all are given I would love to talk about that next, yeah. actually. Um, for people who have never divided up their day, why don't we talk about that? How to create that habit of productivity and how we move from activity to activity. So how would you time block? What are you putting in your certain times of the day? Is it Are you doing it by priority? Are you doing it by what you know needs to get done first? How Mm -hmm. do you divide up your day? Priority. So it'll start with, and I don't need to even time block it because it's just who I am now. It's what we discussed. Like you take on just- It becomes behavior, right? Right. No, there was a time when I when I needed to. So, but I've been doing it so often that it doesn't matter. But I wake up at 4 a.m. typically. And that 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. is are my three hours of personal- self-care development. I work out, I'm meditating, I'm doing breath work, I'm doing cold showers, cold plunges, whatever, you know, you know, divided in that, that time frame, And that works for me. It sets me up for success every single day. And I can tell you when I haven't done that, my days don't go as smoothly. Yes. When I was traveling back to see my father in Illinois, I didn't do that. You know, it's a little hard with, you know, everything going on. Mm-hmm. And I, it, immediately affected my mood and yeah. where I sat. And so it it does work. And so that's my my morning routine. And then um and then of course I journal, I write, I pray, I have this this whole thing that I do. Um candles. I like like the whole scene. It's all done up. And then I will go into whatever appointment that is, which is either I'm going into the stores or I'm on a call or I'm doing, you know, obviously appointments with real estate, whatever that looks like for that morning that is time framed and time blocked. And it was hard in the beginning when I transitioned into managing and running these, you know, the stores when I went from real estate, because I would sometimes bring in real estate to the stores, but then my attention wasn't in the store. So I had to say, when you're here, you're here. And when you're done, whatever time that looks like, say it's 12 o'clock from 12 o'clock to four or five o'clock is when I can delegate this time. And if I can't be there when a call or message comes in, you need to find somebody who can reply to that as soon as possible. So it's, it's not easy, but it's possible. And there's people out there that are CEOs of multiple companies that are able to navigate this. It's just getting crystal clear on your day and not being steered from that. You know, when there's a call that comes in and you say, Oh, I have to grab this. Well, now you just completely ignored a responsibility over here. Yeah. It's so true. One of the things that I was mentioning in this mastermind yesterday is every time you pull yourself away from what you're working on, 
to answer a question, answer an email, answer a phone call, you have now decided to stop fulfilling your agenda and now you are fulfilling someone else's. Mm -hmm. And so if you were to take, you know, a, a survey of your day, how much of your day is fulfilling other people's agendas and how many and how, how much of your day is actually fulfilling your own? Mm-hmm. And, you know, doesn't your business deserve some of your attention? And why are we spending, you know, the attention on whatever, whatever one else needs, but what you need is also important because that's when I think we start to feel overwhelmed is when we haven't had that time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important to realize when you are making your schedule is, you know, are you giving your business and yourself the time it needs before you start fulfilling other people's agendas, which is emails and phone calls and what everyone else wants from you. And especially like text messages that come in, people expect you to respond to them immediately. Yes. And I, I was so bad at that for so long. And I wondered why I was releasing my power because I was just trying to, you know, attend to that right away. Now there's oftentimes where I don't get back to people within four to five hours and it's like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? I'm like, yes, everything's perfect. You know, it's just, you have, I have a life too that I have to, and I have, you know, one thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is everybody who says, I'm just so busy. You know, I don't have time for this or time for that. I'm like, are you the only person in the world who has something going on? Everybody has a full plate of commitments. And, you know, it's different for all of us. So respect and honor everyone else's time. And don't be so quick to assume, you know, something else. Yeah, so so true. Um, All right. So number two, in order to make a habit stick, is that it needs to be attractive, appealing, thoughtful, relevant to you, or you won't do it. Right. So that larger goal, the outcome of what you're looking for has to be big enough that you are willing to change your behavior and change your identity to meet that person who's going to achieve that outcome. And I don't think that where people are right now and who they are and who their identity and what their beliefs are and the behavior likely does not match whatever your big goal is. And you're going to have to move toward that. But what that means that you are going to have to change up these habits. So I think you need to make that habit attractive to yourself, meaning you actually buy into it, right? Or do you believe what you're doing is important? Do you believe it's important to time block your day so that you can actually like Ed Milet, let's move a whole day into half a day. It is mm-hmm. possible. You know, yes, you're going to get emails and texts, but we're talking about the actual work to get done. It can be done because mm-hmm. it's focused work. Exactly. And you still have time for play and all those other things too. Yes. There, I forgot the name that Andy Frisella created for the, the list. There's a list that he calls it. And it's basically five things that you have to get done first thing in the morning. Yes. And once you do that every single day, and that will change obviously as time evolves and you start mm-hmm. growing, once you start completing that list, everything else you can do whatever. He's like, I screw off sometimes the rest of the day, yeah. but he gets these five things done the first thing in the morning. And there are five super important things that need to be done. But once they're done, that's it. And so I think 
people don't get laser focused on what really needs to be done. What's the most important five tasks, the most important tasks that you need to get done every single morning. Right, that Once will you, move that needle yes, of your business. It's exactly. not just about being busy, right. that word, right? That's overused yeah. um, with not a lot of meaning uh, you mm-hmm. know, attached to it, but is what you're doing actually going to move your business along? And then tomorrow, if you did it again, again, you have made another step forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key is to really have the clarity. And we've talked about clarity before in business. What is your goal? And if you know what your goal is, you've got to reverse engineer that to create the habit that will achieve that goal. Right. And there's so many people that have aimless hustle and they're not focusing on their genius zone. Like what's your genius zone? Focus on that. And that's going to really start moving you to that moving the needle into the direction you want to go. Yes, absolutely. So we go to number three, and we actually mentioned this earlier, is make it easy, make it convenient. So if you are looking to create a habit, make it easy for yourself. So put your running shoes out if you want to go running. If you need to do something first thing in the morning, and maybe you don't necessarily want to do it, put it on your desk put a big sticky note saying, this is what I'm doing first, like make it easy for yourself. But on the flip side, they said, if you want to break a habit, start making it difficult for yourself. So if you want to stop eating chips, do not buy chips. And you would have to drive to the store and get chips if you want to eat them. So it's, it's, it's both. You're either trying to make it easy for yourself because you want to create the habit or you make it really difficult for yourself if you're trying to break a habit. Yeah. I'm good at eliminating distractions. That's what works for me. And I know that's worked for many of my clients in the past. You know, if they've had issues with, like you just mentioned, food being a major one for a lot of people, don't buy it. Don't put it in your fridge. Don't put it in your pantry, you know, out of sight, out of mind, eliminate distractions. If social media is a problem for you, delete the app, you know, make it hard for yourself to get back in there and see what's going on and do aimless searching. It's just you need to find out what's not working for you. And I believe most people know what that is. They just don't want to really admit to it. (laughs) I'll tell you something really odd about me is I will do the opposite. I have had a chocolate bar on (laughs) my bedside table since Christmas. And it's there and I know it's there because if if, if I don't see it anywhere, I'll probably crave it. If I know it's sitting there, I know that I can get it anytime I want. But mm-hmm. it's actually a reminder that, no, you don't have to have it. It's sitting there, but you don't have to eat it. And my husband will be like, are you ever eating that? I'm like, no, I well, just that's a, looking at it. <laughs> that's a good example of what works for you, right? Like yeah. that works for you. Great. For me, I probably have that bar, you know, in my tummy by the weekend. Like I love chocolate. Yeah. I just don't yeah. buy it. Or if I do, it's a real healthy version of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I find, um, you know, when I do when I have bought chocolate for the house, I am buying the healthier ones or the really dark chocolate, which is mm-hmm. bitter, which everyone's like taking a bite. And they're like, oh, that's not very good. Like I'm like, well, then you're not going to want anymore. <laughs> you know? So, and I think that this is what it is, is you have to find what works for you. But if you don't even try an experiment, then you're not helping yourself, right? Everyone has to figure out what works mm-hmm. and also who are you and what works for you as a human being, you know? When, when I had an, a little bit off tangent, but not really. So before you have children, you have this idea that they're all going to be the same. 
because you're the same mother, the same father. So they're going to be the same, same environment. They're actually completely different. So my first son, who's now almost 25, he was so easygoing that, you know, when you said something to him, you know, oh, you know, Lucas, he would say, okay, mommy. And then he just wouldn't do it. Then my second son came along and he was like a holy terror. So if you said no, he just went and did it more. And you realize that they each need a different way, a different mannerism, a different way of talking, a different motivation. We are the same way, right? Mm -hmm. We each need a different motivating factor, but that's where we come back to the self-awareness. What is your motivating factor? Do you even know what that is? Have you learned that about yourself yet? Because Mm -hmm. if you know what your motivating factors are, you'll know how to create this wonderful day of productivity for yourself. Yeah. And that goes back to taking action. You know, we say it all the time, but you have to start somewhere. Just start showing up and doing the smallest of things and understand that it's progress, not perfection. Yes. Yes. So true. One of the, one of the points that when I was reading Atomic Habits, he was actually saying the two minute rule. Whatever habit you want to start, just do it for two minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings up an example of a man who wants to start working out at a gym and 5 a.m. The trainer says, OK, I'll meet you at the gym at 5 a.m. So he gets in his exercise clothes. He drives to the gym and the trainer says, OK, that's it for today. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? He said, I just needed you to show up. Yeah. That was the first day of creating this habit is I need you to show up. And he made him do that for a week. And then the second week was, okay, now we're going to do five minutes on a machine. That's it. And then you're going home because if you can do that, that's the hardest part is showing up. Mm -hmm. If you show up, the rest will happen. And that's where I got that five minute that I mentioned earlier regarding the working out. Cause it's, it's so true. And I saw it in my clients when I was training people many years ago when I had my health and wellness company, you know, that was one of the things that a lot of the ladies I was working with needed that structure because they were just starting out. They did, they were not people that worked out every day. They were trying to develop a new habit. And so that it didn't come down to our time frame together. It came down to them being consistent and showing up and not giving up and following yeah. through and what they were supposed to do. So true. And then I think the last point to bring up today is how motivation plays into habits. And you know, if we were to wake up every morning thinking we have motivation to do everything we don't. (laughs) And that's where the habit comes in, right? Because if the habit or the behavior is there, we don't need the motivation. It doesn't matter if I don't feel like swimming, I'm going to do it Mm -hmm. because it's now a behavior. And I think that if people can create this behavior within themselves, motivation doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you don't want to get up and do your list of five things for your business you're just going to do it anyway, because you know that it's going to move your business forward and you're mm-hmm. going to achieve what you wanted to achieve in six months or a year. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so unmotivated right now. There's so much going on in my life where I'm just not motivated, but I'm showing up more than I usually am because I'm pushing through these uncomfortable moments, yes. you know, and it's, and I, cause I, I do know that by me doing this, there's going to be a huge shift four, five, six weeks down the road. You know, isn't it funny when, when we sit back and we watch just sort of watching, you know, people and behaviors, 
like a social experiment almost. I love just watching people. And it's funny that, you know, you'll see people one day like, oh my God, I feel so motivated. And, and you see them, you know, being all productive. And then the next day it's like, well, where are you? You're gone because they are simply relying on them being in a good mood and motivated and the sun shining and all of these factors to actually get done what needs to get done. And I see it in real estate all the time. You know, it's like if everything is perfect and, and the sun is shining and the sky is blue, then today is a good day for me to work mm-hmm. or the opposite. I only work on rainy days. You know, <laughs> it's like you wonder why you're not as successful or where you want to be. It's not a coincidence, right? It's it, success is not coincidental. No, it's not. It's planned out. It's intentional. It's the ability to visualize, visualize a bigger life for yourself. There's so many factors that go into it and it's available to anybody. But, you know, I know our next episode is going to be on a recession proof your business. And it's a great segue into what Brian Buffini said and that the recession is going to be a wake up call for sloppy businesses. And I believe that to be 100% true, meaning it's going to be a wake up call for sloppy entrepreneurs, people who were in this hot market and thought they could just, you know, lackadaisically show up whenever they wanted to and make a pile of money. It'll be interesting to see how many people can actually pivot and prepare for what's to come. And, you know, it can be a very beautiful opportunity for many if you're prepared. All right, everyone, we'll see you next week. Make it a beautiful weekend. 